The following marketing information and discussion is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as professional guidance or consultancy. You should find an agency for that. Comexis is a digital marketing agency, so feel free to hire us. But otherwise, just enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Buyer's Journey by Comexis, a discussion-based podcast on the ever-changing marketing landscape that affects how your customers and clients purchase, ultimately optimizing your marketing efforts. I'm Matthew McBrody, the social media content producer here at Comexis. I am Len Ward, the managing partner of Comexis. And I'm Josh Lyons, the digital marketing coordinator here at Comexis. Well, everyone, it is Friday, and on Fridays, we talk about the advocacy stage of the buyer's journey. So that's what we're going to talk about, the advocacy stage of the buyer's <laughs> journey. Um, in particular, uh, we're going to be focusing on Twitch and the power that influencer marketing can have, particularly for nonprofits and charities, um, but we'll get that into that in a second. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the advocacy stage of the buyer's journey or haven't listened to our previous episodes or even just need a little reminder, the advocacy stage of the buyer's journey is when a customer of yours has purchased your product, um, purchased your service, um, has gotten it, has been using it, and is so happy with it that they decide they're going to advocate for your product. Uh, in a lot of ways, uh, the, you know, there's the the, the phrase, uh, you want screaming fans, uh, so they're coming out, they're, they're writing reviews, um, they're doing word of mouth uh, things for your brand, talking to their friends, their families, their colleagues, things like that. Um, and within in that is influencer marketing. Um, influencer marketing has a big role in advocacy because influencers are advocating for your brand. Yes, they're normally paid for by you, by your brand to some extent, but they are still advocating for you. Um, and they also play into the consideration phase of the buyer's journey as well, but we're not gonna focus on that today. Um, so one, basically what we wanna talk about today is how there has been a string of basically modern day telethons uh, on Twitch through people playing video games. Uh, Twitch is a live streaming platform where people mostly play video games and other people watch and, and things like that. Um, and there have been, for many years in the past, um, and still going on, a lot of d these telethon-esque things, raising money for different nonprofits and charities. Um, so the biggest one that I can think of, and, and one that I watch every year, twice a year actually, because they do two of them one, uh, each year, uh, is Summer Games Done Quick and Awesome Games Done Quick. Uh, so it's a video game speedrunning marathon, um, and they raise a lot of money for uh, Medicine Sans Frontiers, which is Doctors Without Borders, and I believe it is the American Cancer Society. Josh, can you Google that for me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the American Cancer Society. It's Awesome Games Done Quick. Thank you for your Googling, Josh. You're welcome. It is the Quick Prevent It is the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, and for those of you who are wondering, well, how much money did these telethons raise? Uh, like $2 million over the span. <laughs> Just about. Just about. <laughs> over the span of seven days. And they are not the only ones who are raising money. So really big streamers such as uh, Ninja. Uh, he raised uh, for St. Jude $2.7 million in one weekend. Uh, another popular Fortnite streamer, Dr. Lupo, raised $356,000 thousand dollars for St. Jude in less than four hours. Uh, last year, Doctors Without Borders relied on Twitch streams for $2.1 million of the $4.7 million it raised that year overall. 
And Twitch estimates between 2012 and 2017, more than $75 million was raised for various charities on its, surf, uh, on its uh, service alone. Um, so that is, <laughs> pardon my French, a crap load of, of money for all these services. Um, and I think there's a couple different things that kind of go into this, and, and we can sort of start the open discussion on this. But I think, uh, first and foremost, it is a testament to how successful Twitch has been as a platform just in general. So do you guys want to comment on that? Twitch to me, I mean, it's it's definitely out of my, well, I wouldn't say it's out of my demographic, but uh, Twitch is becoming a platform that I think works almost on any stage of the buyer's journey. Um, you know, maybe, I guess you could even say the purchase stage, but it's just such a growing medium. It's very, it's really cost prohibitive to advertise on there. We've actually recommended some clients uh, get on their universities and things like that, um, where we thought it would be a really good platform. It's definitely a little pricey, but I mean, the power of Twitch cannot be denied. I think their number one advertiser right now, to give you an idea, is the U.S. Army. And if you're not aware of it, the U.S. Army spends an enormous amount of money advertising. Um, so it's, it's definitely a great spot to be. I, I can't say enough about it. And I think Twitch is a major, major player in the ad world, ad platform world with 18 months or less. I mean, because the people on Twitch right now are moving into the stage of having a lot of purchase power. And when you are now marketing to the purchase power, you know, people, that changes the whole the whole game. So Matt knows, everybody here knows I'm a big proponent of Twitch. I'm just trying to find the right way for us to get in there with a client. What, what do you think about influencer marketing and the way it relates to Twitch? Because, you, you know, you mentioned it's very expensive to advertise natively on Twitch, yeah. which it is. I mean, it's it's insanely expensive. Yeah, it's right? like a $50,000 minimum commitment. It's pretty high. Yeah, that, that is, that is a, that's yeah. a lot of money. I, and unless those numbers have changed, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. So, so what do you think? about influencer marketing on Twitch, which theoretically, depending on the influencer, I mean, Ninja is, of course, going to cost millions of dollars to, to, to get him to uh, uh, advocate for your product. But wh what do you think about smaller influencers and things like that? I think if it's the right influencer, I mean, we've talked before about it. My biggest concern about influencers is, is you know, the fraudulent numbers that come back from followers. Um, a lot of times they'll come in and say, you know, Hewlett Packers sponsoring me when they're not. That's very common. A lot of people don't realize that. I'll look at all these sponsorships they have. They're lying. They're just lying just to try to get that there. So I think until there is a vastly better screening method for the influencers, I, I am a little leery. If, if you're a smaller company, if you're a larger company, you can roll the dice and take a shot. But I think the critical thing right now, and I mean, I'm, I mean obviously I'm sitting the obvious, but it's having people at your agency or at your company who truly watches Twitch, engages with the games that are going on there, or whatever shows they're watching on there, and to be able to identify the up and coming, you know, people that may be the influence you want to start looking at, opposed to, you know, kind of shooting for the guy or the girl who's just, you know, a fortune. But um, I will be the first to say, Comexus, we haven't really overly embraced the influence marketing trend. I think it's something we have to look at. Um, but you know me, I kind of look at that with like, you know, kind of like a, a, a very skeptical eye. But again, that's not going to last. It's absolutely going to be the future of how marketing is. So Yeah, and, and I, think, I think to your point, you know, one of the reasons I suspect we have not, as Comex has done a lot of influencer marketing, is it's not always right for every client. Not no. every client's going to have a perfect influencer marketing strategy able to be done. That's just how it is, right? Um, so I, 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 I think, and I, I've heard you talk before, you know, if we get a client that it's perfect for, we'll look into it and we'll investigate it and we'll, and we'll definitely give it a shot. So Yeah, and I think from the video influencer marketing from Twitch to YouTube, 
it's definitely a younger demographic. There's yeah. no question. So what you're trying to do is position products on there for people who may talk to their caregivers, talk to their mom, talk to their dad, their older brother and sister. Hey, did you look at this? I want to do this. I want that. That's not taking away the demographics on Twitch are clearly in their 20s. But, you know, you're definitely seeing the purchase power is not really there yet, although it's getting there. Um, so when you're at that stage of the game, influencer marketing, you have to really pay attention to how you allocate your ad dollars. I'm not a big fan of allocating. If, it's, if I'm not in front of the actual person with the wallet, I don't know if I want to put my dollar. I need to put, I don't want to put my dollars there. I want to put them in a spot where I know that they're going to spend. That's fair. That's fair. Josh, what do you think about Twitch as a platform, and what do you think about all this 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 good good charity money for all these well, great causes? It's interesting because I look back at when I, as a, I would say a younger kid, w would be on Twitch, and I was always a, a gamer growing up, and I always loved using Twitch to watch other people play, and it was something along the lines of where. You know, we used to, when we were younger, you would sort of play video games with your friends. They would come over, you would play, um, because you didn't have this sort of live aspect you have now where you can go online, join parties, do whatever, uh, you know, back when we were playing on the GameCube when we didn't have that ability. Uh, but when I was on Twitch originally, so let's say like eight years ago, I would go on Twitch because I was by myself. I wanted to watch someone or play with someone on the same game and interact with them. And at that time, it wasn't any of these really big influencers. It was more of just like maybe some YouTubers that didn't have the ability to live stream yet on YouTube because it wasn't a thing yet. So they would go to they would they would post stuff on YouTube, but they would live stream on Twitch. I would go on Twitch, I would watch them, I would interact with them, I would do whatever. We now transform this eight years later, and you have not only people, not only these influencers that are live streaming on their YouTube for their channel, but they're getting this huge following with this younger demographic, bringing it to Twitch, and then on top of what they're doing for themselves personally, financially, they're getting backed up by big companies that want to, you know, sort of raise awareness given the you know, the boom of the of the video era, video game era that we're in right now. So Seeing someone like Ninja, who I watched in his early stages, watch him sort of you know, grow, and as he grows, see people back him up, and now give him the chance to go and, and raise $2.7 million in a weekend for St. Jude, it's, it's cool for me because I look back and I say, you know, when I was that age of that demographic, I was pleased at just watching the, the, the player play their game, whether it was NHL or FIFA or any... Call of Duty game that I loved growing up. But now, not only do you get the satisfaction of watching them play, but you're also giving them the satisfaction of what they're accomplishing for charity. So not only as a kid are you watching and you're excited because Ninja is playing Fortnite and he's getting wins and he's you know playing really well, it's exciting for you, but you're also feeling good about yourself because you're helping him for a really important cause that, that all resembles in, in the industry that you love. So, you know, it, it hits home for me because it was something that I loved doing as a kid and it would be cool, you know, as, as I grow to, to watch it, you know, watch the gaming industry grow and watch the, the live streaming industry grow. It's really cool. And, you know, the fact that it's, it's in the early stages and they're making $2.7 million, like who knows that in five to 10 years, they're gonna be making 10 to 15 million on whatever, you know, whatever's next 
whatever next big game is out or whatever next like big platform. So, well, here's a play on that. Twitch at some point will get acquired by an NBC or an ABC or CBS. Yeah. That's going to come. They already got acquired by Amazon. They yeah. don't need to get acquired by anybody. Oh, oh yeah, Amazon? true. Yeah. Amazon's owned them for the last year and a half or so. I have not known that, really. Yeah. So then there you go. There you go. Done. <laughs> wow. So, so it's, it's really funny. Yeah, and you know, if you think about Jeff Bezos, his strategy makes no sense mm-hmm. half the time. Like, he is all over. He purchases everything. So here's the thing, though. Like, a lot of the money that Amazon makes, this is big disclaimer. I don't have the numbers for this, but I have done some mild research on it. A lot of the money they make is through, America, is through uh, Amazon Web Services. So everything else is... Ideally, we'll make money, but things like Twitch, they're making money, but they're, relatively speaking, at a loss compared to the massive amounts of money Amazon Web Services makes, right? Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're absorbing Twitch, one, because you want to own the one of the biggest live streaming platforms ever, basically, right? But you're also being able to do things like give special bonuses to people who are Amazon Prime members, and thereby making your other service even better through that, right? Um, and, and there's all these these other things in there. But yeah, Amazon's owned them for probably about a year and a half, maybe two years now. I, I did not. For so. some reason, that, that does ring a bell now that you're saying it. But And I guess if you think of it, Jeff Bezos' entire thing is that you know he has a product to market. So if he has all of the media platforms wants to market them, I mean, he becomes, you know, I guess he becomes a big dog. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you, you brought up a, a great point there. And I just want to put a little bow on this. At the end of the day, I'm always happy. You know, I'm, I'm somebody who, go, who um, goes on Twitch a lot. I'm somebody who, who really is invested in seeing Twitch and other, you know, live streamers and, and video games in general sort of succeed uh, and do really great things. So anytime I get to, uh, I get to see, you know, uh, a community raise you know, millions of dollars for fantastic causes. Always puts a smile on my face, always happy uh, to be a part of that. Um, so re- really excellent to see, and I, I just in general, puts a, puts a big old smile on, on my face. No, it's, it's really good what they're doing. Well, thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode of The Buyer's Journey. Check us out on Comexus.com, YouTube, and anywhere you can get our podcasts. And please follow us on Twitter at Buyer's underscore Journey. Thanks for listening. Bye.